Ownership is all about building on your own success with your own self-discovery. Your life is your business. Take ownership of it. Together, let's unlock the next level of your life. Ownership is here to help lead you without all the noise and distractions. There are hot topics and lessons in life to keep you entertained, gain value, and even some enlightenment all along the way. Ownership is brought to you by Allison Andrews Cantor, a certified coach and business leader with over 20 years of experience under her belt. A battle-born and proven successful entrepreneur, she is on a mission to help individuals take back ownership of their personal life. So are you ready? Let's go. Here she is, your host, Allison Andrews Cantor. Let's go. Okay. Here we are. Episode five. I cannot believe it. We're already here. This is incredible. And our topic today, this one's really kind of hard for me, Jay. I'm not going to lie. I got sweaty palms. I'm kind of intimidated. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to say too little. It's, it's a very dynamic topic because in my life, it's really multifaceted and it's got a lot of layers and it's got a lot of baggage attached to it. Uh, it's just what it is. Topic today, co-parenting. Now, it doesn't matter if you're married, okay? So I don't want you to be turned off by this episode because you're like, I'm married, I'm happily married, we have kids, we're fine, we're not co-parenting. No, you actually are co-parenting because your partner is in it. Uh, Single, divorced, whatever, domestic partners, if there's a child involved, you are co-parenting. And there are a million different styles and variations of what co-parenting looks like. I mean, Jay and myself couldn't be any more different. We are both co-parenting, but guess what? We have three different co-parenting relationships going on between just the two of us. Jay, why don't you share really quickly what co-parenting looks like from your perspective? Because yours is really unique. And this is one of the reasons I absolutely adore you and will always lay flowers at your feet because I respect you and have so much... um, respect for what you're doing. And I appreciate that because uh, not many people will look at what I'm doing as a lot of things because it's focused on single moms. I am a full-time single dad. I've been a full-time single dad since my son was about two and a half, I'll say almost three. And so I've been raising uh, a young man from a little boy into a wonderful, handsome, courteous, well-rounded young man. And I've been doing it on my own. Granted, I've had the help of my mom and my dad who are very close with my son, but I'm a full-time single dad. And yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a rare thing because there's a lot of full-time single moms. And that, don't get us wrong. There are full-time single dads out there, but it's not as as big as their full-time single mom. So yes, I am a full-time see, single dad. I disagree with that because I am a mom, obviously. Hello. And I live in my own body and my own vantage point on the world and my own you know views on things. And I just cannot imagine relinquishing full ownership of my children and letting go of that parenting obligation, duty, and honor that I so covet and so treasure. So my mind is always blown when I hear about um, full-time single dads and I immediately go to, oh my God, is she, you know, is she in prison? Did she murder somebody or is she dead? Are you a widow? You know, that's immediately where I go. And isn't that wrong? That is such a shame. I mean, I always play on the joke that there's a hole dug in the desert and I am the only one that knows how to get there. By all means, that's just a joke. But the thing is, is that is that my ex-wife had realized that my son was better off with me. And this was after a very tumultuous and I'm, I'm like going to court multiple times you Ugh, know, no. a, a month or whatever. It was a, it was a very tumultuous 
uh, you know, mm-hmm. custody battle. Mm-hmm. But in the end, she realized that I was the better option to raise our son. And even now, it's like I sent her senior, my son has had a senior picture. So yeah. I sent her senior portraits and she's like, Jay, you've done such a wonderful job raising our son. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And you know what? Bravo. Because when you put it in that perspective, wow. Like I just have to take a moment here and pause and go, wow. For her to be cognizant, aware enough and mature enough to say, I'm not the better parent here. My child would be better with the other parent. That takes some guts. That is gritty. That is really gritty. Wow. I mean, I don't know your story and we don't, I, we don't have enough time on the podcast to get into the, the weeds here, but you know, I, I want to kind of honor her for a minute as much as I honor you. And the fact that she was aware enough of what was in the best interest of her child and serving her child, not her ego. And I applaud that. And that's part of what co-parenting is, is putting what is the best interest for your child, whether you are, as you said, married, because when you're married, you're co-parenting together, you know, mm-hmm. daily, we've, we come in, we've come into the world where both parents are working. So one parent may get home sooner than the other. So you're, you're, you're trying to get all that stuff square away. It's a, it's a constant, I don't want to say struggle, but it's a constant work together relationship with regards, not only to your, your married life, but you're working to, to, to better your children's lives as well, too. Of course you could be divorced like myself, like yourself. You could be a single parent that happened to have a A crazy night out (laughs) or not (laughs) the whole whole baby mama we gotta come up with a better name yes we've been struggling with this you guys offline i have to tell you in preparation for this episode um and we'll get there into my dynamics of co-parenting this is a great segue is we're struggling with what do you call somebody that you had a child with that you didn't intentionally choose to have a child with it happens we're adults um i thought that would never be my story in a million years I would have bet my life, my left arm on it, that I, that would not be my story. And guess what? It's my story. So like Jay said, I, I was married. I was with somebody that we were equally, equally invested and worked hard to have our two babies. And I would not pick another man on this earth to have children with. He was the person I was meant to have my babies with. And that is our relationship and the foundation to our co-parenting. And it honestly could be the poster child for positive co-parenting relationships. Now, the flip of that and the dichotomy of that in my life, which is really intense and sometimes gives me an extreme emotional whiplash, is... um, my first and actually only relationship out of my marriage, I dated a man for 10 months and was on birth control, did all the responsible things you're supposed to do. And I was actually scheduled to have uh, my tubal ligation then and found out after being broken up with him for four months that I was five months pregnant. And this is where it gets really interesting is how do you then go and go into co-parenting when you didn't even want to be that person's girlfriend and now you're responsible for raising a human life? Yeah. I mean, talk about a, a interesting situation and I'm putting the term interesting situation very lightly because again, you, you didn't see a future with this person. You didn't see a long-term relationship or whatever. And now you've been thrust into this, this environment of having to co-parent with this person. Yeah. And the hardest part of that is I didn't want to ever see or talk to that person again. And because I 
know who I am and the value I put on parenthood and the respect for two parents in a child's relationship, I immediately knew when I was told that, that I would be tethered to this other human for the rest of my life. And I had no choice in that matter. And I like free will. I am an independent broad. I like being able to choose what I do, when I do it, how I do it. I really honor freedom and liberty. And I had none of that instantly by default because parenting and that respect and that role of parenting and my viewpoint on it goes beyond myself and my own ego. And I believe that kids can't have enough love. And I believe that kids need both influences of their parents within the construct of it being a safe, healthy relationship. That's the only time I would change my position on this, obviously, is if it affects the kids in an adverse or negative way, then it's game over. You're out. You don't deserve them. You don't deserve that. But if it's in a safe, loving manner, then we have to play. Even if, like in my situation, that person doesn't have the same outlook or same drive or same respect for the role of being a parent, You have to kind of meet them where they're at and hopefully maybe even influence them some way, give them direction so that maybe they do rise up to the challenge. Now that can be a really tricky situation, especially when it comes to taking ownership of co-parenting, because then you might start venturing into the place of putting expectations on somebody and you cannot do that. Uh, The moment you... The moment you expect someone to behave or act in a certain way because that's your vantage point, that's your viewpoint of how that appropriate behavior should be or how that situation should play out, you've already lost. You're already going to be disappointed. And you did that all to yourself. So the trick for me with co-parenting in this situation with my baby daddy, for lack of another word that we're struggling with, the father of my youngest child, is his relationship with her and his relationship with me is not what I would ultimately maybe desire. And the hardest part of that whole situation is learning to heal and be okay with an outcome that was less than desirable, less than what I would want. I wouldn't want that for anybody, let alone myself. I don't think any woman should be pregnant and birth a child on their own. It took two to make that baby. There needs to be two in that process too. it's, It's very powerful. It's a magical gift that, again, is sacred. And that's my vantage point though. See, that's my viewpoint. Some people don't understand the gravity of parenthood and bringing children into this world. So... Sometimes in co-parenting, you have to become that designated leader. You have to help shepherd them. Now, again, you might bring them to the trough. They might not drink, but you did your part. You did your best. And if anything, at the end of the day, your child is watching everything you do. They're hearing it. And it's all about actions, not words. Kids are big on this. Kids are watching, watching, watching. And they're computing constantly. And it only takes a matter of time and emotional intelligence and and just general... 
you know, growth as a child progresses through their life until one day they go, this doesn't compute. How come they always say one thing, but then they don't do it? I mean, we hear about Disneyland dads. We hear about Disneyland moms, the fun parent, right? The one that comes into town, takes them out for a weekend, ice cream, popsicles, new clothes, toys, the latest, the greatest, and then leaves again. And maybe misses all the real stuff like birthdays, family dinners, sport events. It only is a matter of time until kids see this. As the co-parent witnessing this, right? It's very tough. Oh my gosh, it's hurtful it's to you. It's quality time. It's the quality time. But you don't you don't need to um, you don't need to you don't need to fixate on that because it does no service to the child. The kid will figure it out eventually on their own. And guess what? They're going to need. They're going to need that stable, consistent parent that was in it for all of it. The late nights of barfing on the bed to getting the award at school, to the talent show, to just the sitting the, on the couch together, watching a movie night. The homework project that is yeah. due tomorrow morning. Oh man, and, those you, are the worst. You know, and so it, you're talking about a lot because again, I, as you're saying this stuff, I'm, I am completely reliving in a heartbeat everything <laughs> that I had done for my son because I, I like to think that I was the, the fun dad as well too, but I was also the one that read the bedtime story. Yeah. That tucked him in at night, that made his lunch every single morning, that kissed him on and said, have a good day. So for me, I had to balance being both. And in your situation, you you know, you have to balance being both as well, too, is, is doing the fun stuff. But on the other hand, there are these, I hate to use the word absentee parent, but it's, it is the parent that is only the weekend parent as well, you know, and, 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 and they try their best in that period of time to, yes, they do all the fun stuff, but you know, they're, they're also probably the, those tender moments as well too. You know, you can't, you can't take that away from any parent. They're the, those tender moments that, that we don't see because we're not there. They're probably there. We're just not seeing that because we're going when they're with us hundred percent of the time, we're doing them for them. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing with co-parenting too is yes, we all would like whoever our co-parent is, whether it's in marriage, single divorce, whatever the situation is, of course we want them to match us, right? We want them to parent like us. I mean, even when I was married and my husband would let, you know, Bentley get away with certain things that I wouldn't, it would piss me off. You know, I'd be like, oh, why do I have to be the bad cop? You know, and that was even in a healthy marriage at that point, you know, at that point. Um, So it doesn't matter the construct of the co-parenting. I think at the end of the day, of course we want them to match our outlook. That's just you know, us operating out of our own simple vantage point and ego. But what we have to do in co-parenting, especially if you're in a situation where you are divorced or you're single or you're not with that person and you're not, you're not going to ever be with that person in that union of house, right? Separate household. You have to kind of meet them where they're at. And again, if you can influence with some positivity, positive reinforcement of what they're doing good, they're going to rise, right? And hopefully with time, fingers crossed, they, when they develop their own unique relationship behind those closed doors on their time with that child and fall in love with that child and what a gift that child is to their life, they only will become a better parent. That is the true goal, right? That is the wish. And if we can focus and keep our energy in that space and focus on 
like with my ex-husband, I wouldn't pick anybody else to be their dad. So when I get, when he jabs me or says stupid stuff, I don't even, it rolls off my back because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I'm married to him or divorced to him. That doesn't matter anymore. What matters is that he's a good dad and that he loves the kids and that they will never have any issue with their dad. And that's what matters. I think you bring up a very good point in that because uh, with regards to, you know, especially when, I mean, co-parenting, when you're married, yeah, you have your disagreements or whatever because you're in a married relationship and, and your, your, your focus is the kids. But why can't we look at that the same way as being single or divorced people? The focus mo- more than anything should always, first and foremost, be the child. Mm-hmm. It's just that, as you just said, sometimes there's a little bit of animosity or there's, or, there's, or there's, you know, hurt feelings or whatever with, with, with regards to how the relationship ended. That can, can leave that. But in a situation like this, you have a baby daddy. I have an ex-wife who's, you know, baby mama as well too. But the thing is, is you look at it and go together. You you may not be together, but the first and foremost, most present thing should always be the, not even the welfare of your child, but the focus should be on how together, while be separately, you raise your child together. Yes. And the default of that mentality, Jay, you nailed it so good, is if you have that as your foundation of co-parenting, right? You always hold that grain of salt, sugar, whatever you want to call it, sand, that one nugget that just reframes you mentally again of why we're doing this, why we're in the weeds, why we're still stuck tethered to this human that we really want nothing to maybe do with, okay? You come back to that and it, it becomes really clear again. And you actually can not desensitize yourself, but you can slow your roll, not get triggered, not get combative, not get hurt. But then there's sometimes these relationships where the individual might have character defects that go beyond normal and can actually be very traumatic. And one of the things of co-parenting we don't talk about if we put the kids aside and we go into our personal space here is, you know, how do you co-parent if you've had a traumatic experience with somebody and there's, and you're still trying to heal yourself. And that's when boundaries are really, really critical. And that's where, if you can even leverage certain tools of time and space, like for instance, not interacting with your co-parent, like you drop off at school, they pick up and you actually never see them. You can be a better co-parent because you're not in their physical space. And Again, that's honoring you and knowing what you need to be a good co-parent and set that tone. And another example of that, a real simple one is, for example, my ex-husband, right? I, we do family dinners still. We do holidays together. We have a very high frequency of interaction. Our kids are with one of us every two days. I mean, we are in it, right? We are in it to win it as far as parents go. But there are times that whatever's going on that week in my personal life, maybe it's my work, my job, the kids, it's just a week. I don't have my normal bandwidth. My cup overflows. My patience is limited. I cancel anything that involves interacting with him. Because if I'm not at my optimal best self, if he says something that irks me or brings up something from the past, I might succumb to those emotions and those feelings. And then I'm not in my ownership space of co-parenting. I relinquish it to my feelings and emotions, which is all stuff that's adult and has no bearing on the kids. So one of my boundaries I learned very quickly in co-parenting is if I'm not at my emotional, mental, optimal self, I lessen those interactions. 
because I have to be game on. I have to constantly be like, I'm interacting with this individual. Even if there's no conflict, nothing's wrong. It doesn't matter. I am interacting with the father of my children and I'm here right now because I'm here for my kids. The other thing too, that's one of the tools that I found to be very helpful is we don't have to be at everything. So when he has the kids, if there's a birthday or a school event, it's his day. I don't go. I don't need to go. Why? They're with their friends anyways. They're not hanging out with mom and dad. He just needs to be there to be the the guardian on deck, right? It's his time with them. I don't have to be there and vice versa. And that, that helps too. So coming up with kind of your threshold for interaction with your co-parent will really set up the success needed to be a healthy co-parent. And I also think that what you're talking about is fantastic is that, um, you also have to look at co-parenting as, as this is one of the things that, that you don't ever do in front of your child is verbally bash never the other person, because again, you don't want to be creating this. Well, mom said this and dad said this and stuff Mm-mm. like this. So the, the best thing to do is that, yeah, there may be times where the other person in your situation, the two other people may just drive you up a wall. And then I'll be the first one to tell you, there were times where when my ex-wife, she could be incredibly difficult and you're just, you're just going, whatever. The last thing I ever did was make sure that, that my son knew that you can have your own personal feelings about how the other people are, but you never, ever present those in front of your children. Because again, you want to, as, as you want to try to have a healthy co-parenting relationship, but again, it's as healthy as both people bring it to the table. So I, I, I mean, it, but sometimes one person has to be that designated authority to set that tone. And yes. if the other person is not respecting that tone, that's when you bring in the tools of boundaries, time, interactions, what have you. But ultimately, in the, the day, you do not sacrifice their time with their child and your child, the child's time with them. You just need to maybe remove yourself, and that's okay if that's what you need. I've done it; it's okay. But ultimately. When it comes to co-parenting and taking ownership over it, it's really understanding that kids can't have enough love around them. And your children, what makes them unique and their story is the influence their parents had on them, whether good, indifferent, great, bad, it doesn't matter as long as it's safe. If it's not safe and it's unhealthy, well, that's when, you know, the designated parent needs to jump in and put harder boundaries that maybe now include the children, not just them in that co-parenting dynamic. But ultimately, um, that's your child's story and that's their relationship to have with that individual. And even if your relationship is varied, very different from the child's relationship with that person, that's okay. It should be. Actually, that's the ideal situation. The ideal situation is my children think the world of their dad, love their dad. Their dad could not be a better dad. And that's exactly what I would want. And that is not how maybe I felt of them being my person or my interaction with them, but that's exactly what I would want from my children and for them, of course. Yeah. Again, maintaining, make sure that the child is always a priority. And and then, I mean, it's, we're navigating waters that are not easy. It is not easy to be a single parent. It is not easy to have to coordinate schedules with another parent, especially if that parent if there's like, if there's strife and sometimes with, with regards to divorce or even in a situation where you, an unplanned pregnancy and whatnot, there, there is that thing where you have to reevaluate and go, it's almost like being, who's going to be the bigger person and whatnot. And it's just like, you have to think really hard about 
is this something that I really want to cause a fight about? Is this something that really, uh, you know, annoys me enough to where I just can't like let it brush it off and whatnot? Because again, the ultimate goal is how we are raising our child. If it doesn't pertain to the kids, you shouldn't be talking about it. It doesn't matter. Keep it to yourself. Go get a therapist, get a coach, talk to your girlfriend, call your mom, do somebody, call somebody else. Um, talk to your neighbor, anything. Um, unless it's dealing with financial obligations to the children, children's activities that require both parents to be aware of or interactions about children that pertain only to the kids. Those are the conversations we had. Anything else you don't need to know. You don't need to have them. They have no, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And it shouldn't because that relationship should be just that co-parenting. So if you're not talking about co-parenting, what are you talking about? Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. <gasps> we don't use that word. No. Come it's, on. No, it's, you know, it's, one, it's one thing that-, that Kiss. It's kiss, classic from marketing. Kiss. Keep yeah. it simple, stupid. 101. And, and, and it's just, it is. It's one of these things. Yeah, but, don't kiss your, your co-parent unless you're still married because that will- <laughs> You want to talk about a slippery slope. Do not do that. Do not fall back in those, those old feelings. It's really hard when you have the babies involved. Just- it, Keep that is. boundary. It is. It is. Keep the boundaries. And as you, you've, you've stressed, especially with what it comes to ownership and stuff like that, is, is as a parent and as an individual, you have to take ownership for what is going on. You have to own your role as a single parent. You have to own your role that you are co-parenting with somebody that may not always be the easiest to co-parent. Some may be easy, some may not. But again, we are, you are putting what is in the best interest of your child first and foremost. Yep. And luckily for me, as, as we said earlier, my ex-wife made the decision where it was putting our son's best interest with being with me full time in, in his best interest. And that, that, that was, that was, I, I couldn't say that it was enough with, with regards to what she was saying was that, or what she, what she did was giving me the opportunity to raise our son to be a good human being. But you know, as I don't want to, uh, to say that she's not been there. She's been there for, for some very big moments. She's been there, but it, it's, it's again, it's for him and for him most of all. Yeah. And if you, you know, besides just kids, you know, just food for thought here, you know, if you were in a marriage or in a marriage and they weren't an active co-parent in the marriage, what, what do you think is going to change when you get out of the marriage and get divorced? So you kind of have to take stock and know what you're working with. And with that too, if, you know, at the end of the day, the whole point of co-parenting and, and if you were married and got a divorce is so that your kids don't have to see that toxic interaction of their parents. That's probably one of the drivers of why you divorce that person is so that your kids wouldn't be in that toxicity or in that environment or that tumultuousness or that you can feel it. It can be palatable. You can cut it with a knife. Your kids are so intuitive. You removed that situation by getting a divorce, leaving, not being with them, whatever it is. That's why you guys are not in a unified home and that's why you're co-parenting. So why would you transition into co-parenting and bring that crap with you? I mean, just logic from a logic standpoint, if you left that relationship to be in a co-parenting one, why would you continue that interaction of that relationship the same way you did when you were together? It obviously didn't work. And that's why you removed yourself. So why are you carrying over that dynamic of your relationship? It's time to rewrite it. And you might have to, you know, buckle up buttercup and put on your big girl panties and be like, look, I'm going to rise above this this lame interaction and I'm going to elevate it. You know why? For the kids. And 
the best part about this is, is I can get in my car <laughs> and I can drive to my house and I can shut the door and I don't have to deal with you. So why am I going to get upset right now in the school parking lot over something that's complete bullshit? I don't have to. I love you. I'm glad you're the father of my kids. I love my babies. You guys have a fun day. Mama's going home. Bye. Bye. I leave. <laughs> and you just summed it up perfectly. I just yeah. I, I try to hold my stuff over here. Is that is that is again is having that self-awareness of going, you know what? It, uh, let me roll let it roll off my back because there's it, it's better for me to just to, to to not worry about that stuff and yeah. go then then cause something that can just snowball into a fight that you really don't need to have. And at that point, you don't have ownership over your life. You are now allowing this person to continue to do whatever they did that made you lose your ownership of your emotions, yourself, whatever your situation was, you're still playing out that same story. What are we doing here? Are we changing our life? Or are we just uh, prolonging it in a different capacity? Don't carry that stuff over. You know, the whole point of co-parenting is not only, you know, taking ownership over making it a positive interaction between the co-parents so that the kids can benefit. I mean, that's what it comes down to ultimately, but it's also owning your space and your needs and understanding that all you are doing with this individual is raising healthy, productive, good citizens. And if it doesn't fall into that category, you don't need it. You don't even have to listen to it. It's really powerful what the word no is. It is a complete sentence, by the way. They can start down a train, old memories, past, future tripping, wherever they're going to go, right? And you can sit there and you can go, yeah, no, I'm going to leave. Thanks. You guys have a great time together. Mom loves you. Bye. And you remove yourself. It is so powerful. You don't have to carry on any of that anymore. It's done. Only thing that matters is are those kids thriving and then they have two parents that love them. And if you get a yes and a yes, boom, you did it. You're doing it. Okay. Whew. As I'm sweaty, clammy. That was pretty intense. Soapboxing it. But no, but it, it, you talked about a good topic. So I, I, I as, as a it's single, a as a single parent. I, I totally, I totally, I totally get it. And as you as a single parent as well. So, I mean, if you want to hear more of my crazy co-parenting between two different parties and my story of how I got there, um, it's all in the book. So go do a deep dive there by getting the ownership book, but here's the deal, you guys. Oh my goodness. I, I appreciate you all for listening, watching, sharing this, please subscribe and please do share this. If we talk about a topic here that makes you think of someone in your life that could benefit from it, or even find just solace in hearing somebody else talk about something they might be going through themselves, please do share it. And again, don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at take hyphen uh, ownership or myself, Allison Andrews Cantor. I'd love to connect with you and follow along on this journey we're on, on ownership and growth. And until next uh, two weeks from now, what is one thing, one action step you can take right now to take ownership over your life? If you like today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and like. Don't forget to join our community by connecting with ownership at take-ownership.com. You can buy the book, become a show supporter, join our monthly soul boardroom, and engage in free strategy coaching sessions with Allison. You can find all of this and more at take-ownership.com.